Hey, Paula, how are you? I'm so good. How are you? Yeah, great. Thank you. Welcome to the Birthing Goddess podcast. I'm so excited that you are on and you're going to be sharing um, your whole experience um, with your whole pregnancy, birthing and postpartum journey. Thank you for having me. Yeah, of course. Um, Before we get started, um, can you tell the listeners a little bit about yourself? So who's in your family, where you live and what you do for work? Yes, so in my family, there's me and my partner, Danny, and we just have one beautiful little girl who is now seven and a half months. We live down in Casarina, so just on the other side of the border um, in New South Wales, and at the moment, I'm not working. I'm just being a full-time mum. So nice. How's it going? Yeah, good. This is a good stage. Yeah. The the first or, you know, the um, fourth trimester is definitely a testing um, stage. But, yeah, this is this is much more rewarding, I find. Yeah, so nice. And um, with Lotus, was she a planned pregnancy? No. So she was a surprise for us. And um, how did you feel, you know, when you um, obviously found out you were pregnant how did you actually find out um so Danny and I we had talked about having children so we both knew that we wanted to have kids together Mm -hmm. um just not maybe that soon uh so uh, my period was late and yeah I took a pregnancy test but the first one came back negative and then I went the next day and bought uh, one of the early detection tests and then mm-hmm. that came up positive. So then we knew quite soon, uh, as soon as my period was late by one day, that's how quick we knew that I was pregnant. Wow. And how did Danny feel in that moment when, you know, you got that positive uh, pregnancy test result? Well, funny enough, um, I was in New Zealand on holiday visiting my family and Danny was in Bali getting some uh, tattoos done. So we weren't actually in the same country or even Ah. together at the time. So I had to ring him and tell him over the phone and, yeah, he was quite shocked to begin with, but um, yeah. straight away afterwards he was excited and he knew, you know, we can that we're going to do it together and just reassured me that everything was going to be okay. So it was a really nice way of both of us entering the new stage of, of parenthood. Yeah, that's so nice. And you probably were ready for it at that stage as well, were you? Yeah, so I was 29 and Danny was 37. So we were both, you know, ready and both in the stages of our life that, you know, we we were okay with with having children. Yeah, that's so cool. And um, when you found out, like, who did you choose to go um, with as your care provider? So to begin with, we lived in Tweed. And so I tried to get into the Gold Coast, but because we lived on the other side of the border, we ended up going with uh, Tweed Hospital. Mm-hmm. So we got into the GC um, QH in Tweed. So we did go through the midwifery program. Yes. Um, so that's who we first chose to go through. And um, how was that service? Are they quite good down that way? We were unlucky with um, our service because the first midwife we were assigned to, she actually went on stress leave. And so um, we both sort of built a rapport with her and then she left without us you know having any warning and then we had someone else fill in for I think about a month and she was lovely I really really liked her but we didn't we weren't going to have her for the birth because she was just filling in for that month yeah so in hindsight um it probably wasn't even worth us going through that program because we did end up seeing lots of different midwives. 
Mm, interesting. Yeah. Wow. And um, you know, throughout your pregnancy, how were you feeling? Um, my first trimester, I was extremely tired, and I felt nauseous in the evenings. Um, never actually uh, vomited, but just feeling nauseous and not wanting to eat. Mm-hmm. And then the second trimester, um, I did feel quite emotional and really feeling like my hormones were a little bit out of whack. So I did go and see a naturopath at that stage. I was about um, probably 16 weeks pregnant. Mm-hmm. And she really, really helped me in um, giving me or prescribing me with um, a natural protocol of um, different supplements to take while I was pregnant. And I saw her right through until um, actually I took Lotus to her when she was six weeks. So oh. I saw her right through. That's so nice. That's so good. Um, yeah, it's so important to, you know, kind of you know carry that on especially in postpartum are you still using her now now that we have moved further down the coast I've actually started seeing someone um in Cabarita so we're still seeing a a naturopath but just someone that's a little bit closer to us so I did find that my last trimester of my pregnancy was my favorite I felt really good Um, yeah. yeah, it was definitely my my best part of the pregnancy journey. Wow. Yeah, I do remember seeing you. I think it was, must have been maybe a few weeks or the last month you gave birth before you gave birth and you were just glowing and you suited, you know, being pregnant so much. Did you love, like, feeling the kicks um, from Lotus? Yeah, I think it was, you know, then you can really connect what I found that, I could really connect with her, being able to feel her move and sort of, you know, figuring out that routine that she had even inside me. Um, so like when I would sit down, she would move more in certain parts of the day and she always would have the hiccups every day. So oh. it was just having, you know, that connection with her at the end I really enjoyed. Yeah, that's so nice. And, um, you know, during your pregnancy, did you have like a birth in mind that you visualized you wanted to have or how did you, um, yeah, prepare for your birth? Uh, so when I was really early on in the pregnancy, I went to a evening event that Nicole Joy put on and that was called, um, I had a mind blank. I can't remember what it was called. Anyway, it was about being pregnant and getting pregnant and being a new mum. I think it was, be- I think it was called Becoming Mum. Yeah, nice. And there was a lady there talking about hypnobirthing and what it entitled. And it really resonated with me and how, I always wanted to have a natural birth Mm. and so I came home and um, discussed that with Danny and saying that I would really like to do hypnobirthing while we were pregnant so we decided to do that Um, but I googled hypnobirthing and I actually we went with a different um, hypnobirthing provider so we went with Megan Amore and the same um, lady that you did yours with and so yeah I messaged you actually and said hey I think we're doing the same one Um, so it was nice to know someone that had already been through that program yeah Um, so yeah we decided to go with her and we started it quite early we started when I was 20. I think I was 24 weeks pregnant Um, and that was my choice to go quite early because I really wanted to just start practicing all of those techniques um, to lead me into having the natural birth that I wanted. 
Yeah, yeah, that's actually a good idea. I didn't even think about that. And especially as a first-time mum, you kind of want to educate yourself as much as you can before the birth and, as you said, practice those techniques. So I think that's such a great idea that, you know, you did that. That's awesome. Yeah, and I think it helped also with Danny as well, going that little bit earlier sort of opened his mind up a lot more about what his role was in labor and um, Mm -hmm. even leading up to the birth you know giving me space to you know have my baths and you know go and get my massages and so that he knew that this was all part of of the preparation phase. Yeah that's great and so how did you obviously you did um, the hypnobirthing classes was there anything at home that you did um to prepare for the birth yeah so I uh, printed out a lot of the affirmation um, cards just on a four paper and I had them up in our bathroom and so for me at least once a week I would have a bath with essential oils turn the lights off and have candles And then that's when I would play um, either affirmations or the rainbow relaxation. And that was just to really get me visualizing being in labor, Um, being a first time mum, it's really hard to picture or, you know, visualize what it's going to be like in, Mm. in labor. So it was just, being comfortable in that space because I knew that I really wanted to labor as long as I could at home. So just preparing myself to be in the bath and just feeling comfortable in that space was one thing that I did a lot. And then the other thing I did was near the end of my pregnancy, I started when I think I was about 34 weeks is I was going weekly for um, massages Mm. yeah how good are they oh so good (laughs) and I think every mum needs to do that for herself because you know once the baby comes it's you know a lot of the time it's all about the baby so that's kind of like your time isn't it yeah and I think that's another reason why I really loved that last trimester because I just really allowed myself to have all of that time to rejuvenate and just feel like just really love myself I think Mm, absolutely it's like yes a lot of self-love and it's just such a magical time that last trimester before the baby comes isn't it yeah it's the I always looked at it as um you know it was the last time that I would be you know, not a mum physically, obviously you're a mum being pregnant, but I wasn't physically a mum yet. So I just was Mm. really taking in all of that time that I had to relax and enjoy, I think. Yeah, so beautiful. And um, I'm interested to know how how many weeks were you when you went into labour? I was um, 40 weeks and four days. Mm. and how did your start so we started or I started we went for a checkup at the hospital with um, one of the midwives that was on and she was really awesome as soon as we walked into the room she said to me are you ready to have a baby and was just really upbeat about the whole thing she didn't Um, discuss anything negative that could happen it was just all really positive and she just said you just need to uh, you just need to laugh and get those endorphins flowing and just let everything go and so we had a really good consult Uh, my mum was there too and we just laughed and it was awesome and then as we left the lady 
uh, the midwife actually said to me, oh, it wouldn't surprise me if you go into labour after this, you know. (laughs) We've been laughing the whole time. And so we left there and we went to the supermarket and then as I left the supermarket, I um, actually lost my mucus plug. Um, So then I knew that things were starting, but, you know, sometimes that can still be a week or two without anything actually happening. So Mm. I didn't want to get too excited, but I knew that things were moving in the right direction. Yeah, wow. And that was that um when you're forty plus four already? Yeah. Wow. So um yeah, after that when you came home, what happened? So that was in the afternoon. Um and then so I went to bed that night and I woke up a few times. I actually went to sleep on the couch just so I wasn't disturbing Danny too much. Just a little bit restless, nothing, you know, major. And then I got up the next morning, so that was Friday morning, and I was just sitting on the chair having some breakfast, talking on the phone actually to one of my friends, and I said to her on the phone, I was like, oh, I think something's happening. And as I stood up, that's actually when my waters broke. So um, Danny wasn't home, my mum wasn't home, it was just me, and yeah. (laughs) So, yeah, that was the start of um, everything. And that was about nine o'clock on the Friday morning. In the morning. And um, you say that your mum was there. Was she living with you at the time? Yeah. So she was living with us. Um, She'd come over from New Zealand to help and support with um, the new baby arriving. And I really wanted her to be at the birth as well. So she was staying with us but she had actually gone swimming that morning and Danny had just popped out to get coffee because he hadn't started work yet so they were both due to come back in the next half an hour or so but yeah it was exciting waiting for them to come back. (laughs) Wow imagine that just like your water's you know bursting and how was that feeling when that happened? It was really surreal because you know a lot of you hear so many birth stories about how they start differently and, Mm. you know, a lot of people, their waters don't break straight away. They just start getting surges or, you know, their waters don't actually break until they, you know, give birth or so it was a bit of a shock to be like, oh, okay, this is like a sudden start of, of it happening. Yeah, wow. That would have been so, like, exciting for you, hey? Yeah, it was. Yeah, it was awesome. Amazing. And so that was in the morning and then did it quickly progress after that? Yeah, so um, so that was about 9 o'clock and then short time after that I actually had another release of my waters, which was even more. So it was probably an hour later Um, and I hadn't had any surges start then, but I was just bouncing on the Swiss ball, and as I stood up, another uh, large gush of water came out, and then from then uh, the surges started in my lower back, just really mild, and but they were coming quite quickly right from the start. So they were, I was having them come three every 10 minutes Mm -hmm. Um, but very mild I still could walk and talk and it wasn't um, it wasn't uncomfortable it was just was a bit of a niggle I would more explain it like so we rang the midwives um, about 11 30 and just to let them know what was happening Uh, and they actually advised for me to go in and to check that it actually was my waters that had broken which I was quite surprised like I wasn't expecting to have to go to hospital so soon Mm. and we could have you know happily declined and said no we won't go in but we discussed 
the, you know, what we would like to do. And I was definitely a bit hesitant about it. But talking with my mum and Danny, we made the decision that we would go in to the hospital and just make sure everything is fine and then come back home and and do you know the rest of the laboring at home so that was our our decision yeah so we headed off to the hospital and we got there I can't even remember maybe like one o'clock and they hooked me up to the machine to take her heart rate and just to make sure that she was happy, mm-hmm. um, which they did find that her heart rate was increasing each time I was having a contraction. Mm-hmm. Um, so they did get the pediatrician to come in and just have a look on the um, machine. And they said that's really normal in the late stages of labor, but as your waters, you know, only broke probably what was that, like three or four hours before, um, you know, we don't expect you to be in, in the late stages of labor, but you're healthy and everything else is fine in your pregnancy. So we will send you home. And we, you know, hopefully we'll see you in the early stages of the morning. So, you know, like labour through the night and then hopefully come in, you know, early the next morning to give birth. So we left the hospital then. Um, I didn't have a vaginal exam that was my choice. I just didn't want to know what was going on. I just wanted to let my body do its thing. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, so we left the hospital. Uh, driving home was definitely starting to get a lot more uncomfortable and all of that pressure still just in my lower back. So we got home and that was about three o'clock and we then, I forgot to say earlier, but we had a doula as part of our birth plan. Beautiful. At what point did you decide that you wanted a doula? Was that always something that you wanted to do? No, so uh, Danny and I actually never knew that a doula was even a thing Mm. until we did hypnobirthing. Uh, So then Megan explained to us, you know, what else she did. And, you know, she is a doula as well as being a hypnobirthing um, teacher. Yes. So we... Um, had finished our five weeks with her and it was probably a week after that that Danny and I talked about what we really wanted our birth to look like and Mm -hmm. because we were going to be birthing at Tweed um, we just really wanted someone else as a voice for us Um, and knew us both really well and was connected to me that could support us through, you know, what we really wanted or the outcome that we wanted in birth. So Mm -hmm. we reached out to Megan and luckily she had some room to um, take us on as um, as our doula. Beautiful. And she also was my, well, she does um, pre and postnatal uh, massage. So I went to her um, leading up to the birth as well, which I think was a massive, um, I'm not sure what word I would use, but it was just to connect with her and mm. Lotus. It was like for all us three just to have that really mm. tight bond yeah um was what I really needed and it's so beautiful in labor yeah 
Yeah. And so um, during all this time, was she in, like, were you in contact with her whilst you were at the hospital and um, coming home or not until when you felt that you needed to contact her? Yeah. So she was absolutely amazing. We, or I actually, you know, had contacted her the previous day to tell her that I'd lost my mucus plug and then as soon as my waters broke, I was messaging her then and I actually had a massage booked in for that afternoon. So as we were going to the hospital, my intentions were to still actually go for the massage, but as um, the hospital took longer than what we thought, we sort of... Um, you know we missed the time frame to to go for the massage but in hindsight luckily luckily we didn't go yeah wow <laughs> but instead she came to you which you can um yeah touch on so so that was three o'clock you were saying um when you were driving home and then when you got home did things kind of quickly progress after that yeah so Danny's sister and his niece and nephew had come over as well just to you know we we expected the labor to go for quite some time and just you know be like a slow process and you know um the surges to get stronger so they Mm -hmm. came over and they were at the house when we got back at three um but as we got home, for me, the surges really, really started to get quite intense and um, that led me to just go straight into the shower. Mm-hmm. So f- the shower f- really helped on my back um, with those surges coming quite quickly and by then they were coming for every 10 minutes. Yeah. Uh, so Danny was popping in just to check on me in the shower and my mum was there too. And it was really nice. I felt so comfortable being back at home and, like, I, I just I didn't want to go anywhere at that stage at all. Um, and Danny was on the phone to Megan and, you know, just discussing about when, you know, she thought, well, we thought she might like to come down. And at that stage, I was really ready for her to, to be there. Um, I just had, had a moment where I was said to Danny okay (laughs) I need her now (laughs) yeah yeah (laughs) so as as Danny left um the bathrooms so this was in the ensuite of our house uh that is actually the stage that I looked at my mom and I said to her I just really feel like I need to push wow And at the time, I didn't know, but that was actually the transition point from, you know, that stage of labour into the next stage. And from then, the pressure was, there was no more pressure in my back and it was just all of that really, um, really intense pressure to push there wasn't Mm. I wouldn't explain it as painful it was just you know that pressure of of really needing to push down wow interesting that's so cool that you had your mum there and obviously um Daniel was there too um so yeah at that point did you feel like you were waiting for um yeah your daughter Megan to show up or did she yeah, not long I, after that, she she didn't arrive um, much later after that, and mm. for me, I didn't think that I was ready to push in the fact that everything seemed to happen so quickly, and mm. a lot of the birth stories that I had watched or talked to 
people that have beautiful, positive births, you know, their labours were still quite long as in, you know, that's normal. It's normal to have, you know, multiple hours of, of labour. Mm-hmm. So in my mind, I still was thinking that I had, you know, a while at, to go. yeah, at least another <laughs> 10 or so hours of, wow. <laughs> of labouring. So yeah. I was really resisting the urge to push um, mm. because I didn't think that I should be. So I came out of the shower and I just felt really comfortable standing in the bathroom and uh, leaning over the top of Danny. So he was sitting on the Swiss ball in the corner um, of yeah. our ensuite. And yeah, I was just using him as, as my, really as my grounding. Um, force is you know with each surge he would really just hold me as I stood up and um, just went with each each surge so when Megan arrived and you know her presence was just so calming and Mm. we had just really prepared for this moment and all of those massages leading up to the birth and doing hypnobirthing with her so with her arrival and her reassurance that everything was going exactly how it should be going, mm. that just let me uh, really listen to my body and surrender to that pushing um, when with each surge that was coming. Wow. So from the time that she arrived um, and the time that you birthed, Lotus how what was that time frame um I'm guessing that it was about an hour um because you know (laughs) you know what it's like the time is you don't even know what the time is I know Um, (laughs) (laughs) but as she arrived or not long after she arrived she suggested to me if I wanted to with the next surge was to f- use my fingers to see if I could feel um, Lotus's head to see wow. if you know um, she was that close because with each surge um, now that I look back Megan could actually see her heads wow um, that That's you know amazing. crowning yes. so for me to be able to feel her that close one that was sort of like, okay, we're not going anywhere now. And the other one was, you know, she's so close that mm. it's not going to be long until she's here. So with that um, reassurance that, you know, I wasn't going to be then going to hospital to birth, um, that's when I decided that I would like the paramedics to be there. Was that your choice or maybe Danny's? Yeah, so that was my choice. Yeah. And we had all discussed this as um, a precaution prior to going into labour with Megan um, Mm -hmm. because I wanted to labour at home as long as possible. Yeah. Danny and I both discussed, you know, what if I labour for so long that, you know, I don't get to the hospital. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So we were both really confident in the fact that we knew if it happened at home, we knew what we would do. Yeah. Uh, So, yeah, we, that was definitely my choice. to have them come and I you know don't regret them coming at all so they were called and with their arrival they wanted to escort me to the hospital yeah um which at that stage I did not want to go anywhere Uh, so (laughs) Danny was amazing and he was definitely 
my voice in the whole thing um, and, you know, talked talk to them and, and just said that we're not ready to move, you know, she's labouring great and, um, you know, we, we declined going to hospital. Yes. And, you know, the other great thing about having Megan there is that she talked to them as well and, you know, explained that this is an unplanned home birth, uh, that she has worked with me through my whole pregnancy, that there's no complications with me or hasn't been any complications with the baby. And that just really reassured the, the medical team that, you know, we were both safe um, mm-hmm. and that there was nothing, you know, previously to be worried about. Yeah. Um, so they were really good and they just stood back um, at that stage and was just sort of taking in, you know, what was going on. And after being there not not very long, I'm going to say maybe like five or ten minutes and realising that we weren't going to be, you know, leaving um, to give birth, they actually said to us that they can't stay if they mm-hmm. get called to another emergency. Yes. So for me, knowing that her head was that close, um, that really I just needed to push through that last, you know, big surge to get her head through. Probably um, gave you the motivation. Yeah, it did. Because <laughs> I was like, they can't leave just in yeah. case. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I love it. And um, that part for me was quite painful in the fact that, you know, I think I was resisting, you know, fully pushing her head through mm-hmm. um, before that. And I really needed just that little, you know, um, prod to be like, come on, you know, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You get, you, she's right there, just get her out. So, um, you know, I I was using my, my beautiful breaths that I learned in hypnobirthing and just really connecting to Lotus and um, I was very vocal in talking to her. So yeah. um, with looking back, because uh, my mum actually videoed the birth, is oh really yeah she did seen it (laughs) (laughs) i'll show you next time i see you (laughs) Yeah. um but yeah i'm actually talking to lotus as in you know your mummy is ready for you and you know come to me and i think you know i was so connected with her and i just remember one of my favorite affirmations was that your body and your baby will birth together Mm. um so yeah that was just being really connected with her so you know with the paramedics saying that and knowing that her head was so close that just you know brought me to that stage where I thought okay the next surge is where I'm just gonna really surrender dig deep and just you know get her head to come through and then I know that her body will follow and and then we'll have our baby and yeah that's exactly what what happened so wow yeah that's awesome and how did it feel like her coming down like through um so her coming through that was probably the only thing that I would personally say was quite sore for me um was her head you know what the old terms is it crowning um and we had that break in between surges so once her head was out it was beautiful like it was so calm and I was just standing and Danny was sitting in front of me and you know I was offered do I want to receive um lotus and for me I I just didn't feel comfortable um catching her like I felt you know I was standing and I felt quite weak and um, yeah. so you know I asked Danny or you know said to Danny could you please you know no you take her and so it was yeah. beautiful he you know had his hands um over her head and and with 
the next surge, she just really came through up onto his chest, which, you know, he treasures to this, wow. you know, the best moment of his life. And I, I don't love that think, photo as yeah. well. <laughs> Captured it well. <laughs> and I don't think we would have had that moment if we birthed in hospital um, yeah. and just being an unplanned home birth and, you know, with Megan being there to really support Danny and, you know, how to catch her and what his role yeah. was. And, you know, we just, we were blessed in how everything happened um, with her cord, her umbilical cord was extremely short yeah. and it snapped as she was brought through up to Danny's chest. Um, mm-hmm. So we were we were really grateful that the paramedics were there and that they could, you know, clamp her cord and clamp me. Um, but it wasn't something that was... Um, you know, it didn't scare either of us. It wasn't, oh my God, this has happened. You know, it didn't it didn't no. kill the mood. No. Um, I honestly didn't even know that it had happened and <laughs> neither had Danny. Like we were both wow. first time birthers oh, and we just thought yeah. that that was normal that blood was everywhere <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I love that. wow you're just so in the moment and probably so like you know I've got so much joy and obviously you know you just birthed your baby so yeah. you would have been so proud so I'm sure that would have just been like nothing you know <laughs> yeah I'm like yep you can do whatever you want I don't know yeah, yeah. I've got you know, I, I just thought I've done my role. You know, she's here. She's safe. She cried as soon as she was oh. on Danny's chest. Wow. Um, it was just such an empowering moment for both of us. Mm. Like we just did it as a team. And I think we were both so in shock that we delivered her like at home That's so in good, our yeah. ensuite. You know, we didn't get back to the hospital, which was crazy. (laughs) Now we look back at it. (laughs) Yeah. Wow. And you must have been, like, obviously on such a high after that birth. Like, you know, obviously planning a hospital birth, but then unplanned home birth. And then Danny obviously delivering Lotus. Were you on such a high? Yeah. And I think we both still are. Like, even when people ask us, you know, yeah. a lot of the time people will say, oh, did you birth at Tweed? And, you know, it's just such a great story to oh, say, yeah. oh, we were meant to, but Danny delivered her in the bathroom. <laughs> and, like, yeah, we both, We, I think I will still be on a high for, for the rest of my life. <laughs> Absolutely. And, like, birth is such a um, thing you remember, like, a, you know, a memory you remember for the rest of your life, whether it be positive or, like, maybe a you know, negative or traumatic yeah. experience. So that's that's so awesome that, you know, you really prepared for that birth. Um, but what I'm interested to know is how was postpartum for you, so the fourth trimester? Um, I think I was extremely lucky to have my mum here. Yeah. Um, she took off, you know, a lot of pressure for me, as in, you know, she did the cleaning and the cooking and the washing and, you know, all of those things that, you don't really want to do when no. you have a new baby um yeah but I mean it was still tiring and um I feel like you just go into a survival mode of you know you have to you know keep this little thing alive mm. and learn each day how you know to keep them happy and you know it's always changing um I did struggle a little bit with breastfeeding um mm-hmm. so I just I used shields for the first five weeks yeah um because I was really determined to breastfeed so yeah we used shields for the first five weeks we had a midwife um come every week sometimes twice a week for the first six weeks and she was really really determined to help us as well because she knew that I really wanted to breastfeed so having that support postpartum was amazing as well yeah 
Um, and she was. Is your mum? Is your mum still there, by the way, or has she gone home? No, she's gone back. Oh, okay, yeah. yeah. Oh, she was lovely. Yeah, <laughs> she would have been a big house. <laughs> um, wow. Yeah. So yeah, postpartum, it was harder than I expected, but yeah. also more rewarding than I expected as well Mm, that's cool and um what do you think really helped your postpartum journey obviously you've said you know your mum was there to really help out with the cooking and cleaning and taking care of you as well um was there anything that you know maybe you would give advice to like a first-time mum like what do you think um maybe is lacking in postpartum and then what would you give as advice to them um, I loved the book, The First 40 Days. Mm. Um, so that would be a, my, like one of my recommendations in reading um, for postpartum. And I think that really just, um, it allowed me to allow myself to be really present in the moment and not try and extend myself further than I needed to be mm-hmm. um, which I think in today's society um, and like with social media and stuff it's really puts that pressure on new mums sometimes to be like you know why aren't you out and about or you know why aren't you doing this and you know sometimes it's nice just to know that it's okay just to stay home and it's okay Mm -hmm. just to embrace your new baby or, you know, not get out of your pajamas all day or have washing on the line for three days. Like it's just to take that pressure off. But that book I really liked. Um, Yeah. And I think lacking in postpartum, I think, would probably be the support from the mm. hospital. Oh, interesting. Um, we were lucky we went through like a separate midwifery program that does postpartum um, mm-hmm. and that's covered here on the Gold Coast in New South Wales under Medicare. So it's free um, but you just need to be in contact with Uh, that midwife and you'll get the same one for those six weeks yeah Um, that's so great yeah so that's um, I'm glad that we that we had her otherwise I feel like uh, our postpartum care would have been a lot more laxed yes yeah Yeah. wow and um like maybe thinking about the future if you if you want future children would you um consider next time having a planned home birth yeah definitely after having a unplanned home birth there is no way I would um, birth in a hospital now it was just mm. such a beautiful experience even being unplanned yeah wow that's so cool to hear you yeah know, like and then hopefully you know maybe those other first-time mums um that might be a bit scared to do like a planned home birth maybe you know hearing your story that they they might feel a little bit empowered and yeah really inspired by that that's yeah really cool um lastly do you have any um advice for new mums out there maybe the um, mums to be like pregnant um first time mums or just experienced mums um advice leading up to birth would be to really prepare for it um, mm. and just take that time, you know, to prepare for the birth that you want just mm-hmm. so that you do, you know, get a positive experience. Uh, like you said before, you know, it stays with you forever and, mm. you know, you're going to pass that on to your children as well. So it's mm-hmm. nice to be able to pass on a positive experience to your children so that they, mm. you know, male or female, know that, you know, when they have children of their own, if they do, 
that they can have a positive birth too. So, yeah, leading up to birth would just be, you know, do the, the preparation for it. And mm-hmm. then after birth would just be, I think it would be to rest more. Yeah. I think we always try and overdo it and, you know, sometimes it's it's better if we just have a nap. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I agree. Yeah. <laughs> Definitely. Wow. Yeah, that's really cool. I love that advice. And, um, yeah, it's so awesome that Lotus can, um, you know, in the future you can tell her the story of how she was born and then she can go, you know, when she maybe has her future children um, go into her birth already feeling really empowered. So, yeah, thank you so much, Paula, for coming on the Birthing Goddess podcast and sharing your amazing birth story. And Yeah, hopefully we all have you back um, in the future when you give birth again. And I'm yeah. excited to see your journey. <laughs> and, um, and, yeah, to know um, yeah, if you will have that planned home birth, which I'm sure you will, but for everyone out there, you can follow Paula. What's your Instagram handle? Um, my Instagram is choose you um, underscore Paula Amsler. Beautiful. And little Lotus has her own one. Yeah. <laughs> she does. <laughs> yeah. And you've got some exciting things coming, um, you know, your way too. So, yeah, definitely for everyone out there, please follow Paula and uh, Little Lotus too and hopefully I'll get you back on maybe in the next year or two when you give birth again. (laughs) Yeah, pleasure. I'd love to be on and I'd love to be able to tell a a story of one unplanned home birth and one planned home birth. (laughs) I love that. That's awesome. But yeah, thank thank you. you. Yeah, we will and thank you so much for your time and having us on and yeah, I wish all the other mamas out there that are pregnant or trying to get pregnant to you know um have the best births that that you wish to have yeah beautiful well take care Paula and I'll chat to you soon awesome have a good day you too bye bye